The Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protégé Program presents the Lessons in Success podcast with Anna Steinfest. Every week, we will bring you the strategies and resources you need to build your business and add knowledge and expertise in order to have a profitable future for your business. Here's your host, the administrator of the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protégé Program, Anna Steinfest. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to our new episode of the podcast Lessons in Success. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Michael Troyer, and today we will help you improve your sales skills. Hello, Michael. Good to be with you, Anna, as always. Uh, We want everybody to understand that our focus is always on the small business, and particularly the small business owner. And so we're trying to provide you tools you can use right away to do those things in your business that you think will make it better. Uh, Absolutely. And, and we decided on this topic is sales. Sales are very, very important for businesses, especially for small businesses, because you will not be existing if you don't have enough sales. And of course, you know, there's lots of different approaches. Uh, one, one of those being, you know, you want to go in and figure out what, where the biggest problem or pain point is for that prospective customer. And then you know uh, what you're trying to do in terms of offering them what, what you have. But there's sometimes the danger that we get into a, a little more antiquated style of uh, trying to sell something to someone they don't want or don't need. Uh, or more important to, to us, I think, is if you need to build a long-term customer base, so you want people to keep coming back to you for the things you offer, then you're building a relationship. And so today, in improving our sales skills, we want to talk about how does one go about building that long-term relationship so that somebody trusts you, uh, they enjoy the collaborative conversations that you have together as, as a prospective supplier, provider, whatever, uh, and someone who from their standpoint, you, uh, they see you taking a genuine interest in their challenges and their problems. Absolutely. And I just would like to add here that uh, we are assuming that your product is needed on the market because there is cases where you really will build a product, you love your product, and you, you start shoving it on the market and the market does not need it. But the assumption is you have a product which is needed on the market. So just for our listeners to clarify that, and and like Michael said, is like, it is very important to think about long-term sales, not only short-term sales, because you have to start thinking not just transactional. Yes. I I often think of the idea of a funnel that we use in cooking or putting oil in the car or whatever. The top of that funnel should be crowded with lots of prospective customers. And what you're doing as they come into that funnel at the top uh, is you're doing some selection of who, who's going to be that top 20% that are 80% of your revenue stream, and they're doing the same selecting process. Are you the one they want to work with? And that's why we're taking some time to interact with them to get to know them, to, for us to get to know each other. We're both in a selective mode. Out of the bottom of that funnel, then are coming those really critical customers that you want. So what we're talking about is how do we do that? Um, I think and, what you want, go ahead. Anna. Uh, and, and one way you can do that is uh, you have to put yourself in the customer's shoes. And, and it's very important. Yes, that we, we, we're going to argue that you need to do, to do some work to understand your customers uh, under the argument really that 
they might buy you or your product, whatever it might be, for a functional purpose. But ultimately, their decision is made on emotions. Do they Are they comfortable with you? Do they like working with you? So as you sit down with them and begin what you might consider a sales process, I'd argue you're really there to try to understand them, to understand what they need to accomplish, and to understand how they're going to measure their success if they find some tool that will help solve a problem or complete a job. Absolutely. Um, Michael said it that uh, customers, they usually make the decision emotionally, and then they justify that through their brain or find a way to justify it. Sometimes they not completely justified. That's why you have to make sure that you completely understand what their needs are and what kind of problem you're solving for them. Indeed, on the other side of that, I'd like to tell you that all the tools I have in my workshop are essential tools, but I have bought some of them on emotion and they functionally, they don't work. <laughs> so. yeah. I can I can second that. I've done a lot of emotional purchases and then I'm trying to justify it. However, it is what it is. But again, you're trying to solve their problem. And, and this goes into even communicating because you will communicate more clearly when you understand what problem you're solving. So we really want your prospective customer to see you, as Anna said, as if you're wearing their shoes struggling with that challenge that they face, that your empathy for what they're going through is right there. It's authentic. It's right, right in front. Um, so to build that connection between uh, what they need and what you can ultimately offer to them is to ask a lot of questions because it's the question asking process that tells them you really care, that you really have an interest in what they're struggling with. And uh, in that sense, you're you're beginning to build a relationship that comes out of good conversations and lots of questions. And then once, once you do that, you pretty much, you'll have a better idea and you can plan what exactly you will be doing next. And you can practice because sometimes uh, if we don't practice enough to deliver the message to our customers, they don't understand and, and myself once upon a time I was a uh, kind of a in a different role and uh, I had to sell and the very first time when I start this sales pitch because you're trying to understand but you already know the customer needs you already know what kind of problems you're solving now you have to deliver your pitch to them so the very first time it's awkward it doesn't sound good and you kind of re-listen in your head what you did wrong and then you practice and you practice and you will notice that with every other customer you'll get better and better i had a friend once who said you, you ought to make that pitch in front of your grandmother or your mother if they can tell you what you presented to them and they got engaged by it even though that's not their problem you're getting there you're improving your ability by rehearsal to, to do a better job so keep in mind, you want to keep asking questions, getting them into a conversation about the challenge they face and their problem, and be inquisitive, because everybody likes to talk about their business. So the more you ask, the more they're going to share with you what they're struggling with. Uh, go ahead. And the, uh, the other thing here is, uh, like Michael said, you have to ask questions because you're interested in them. What is it for them? Because a lot of people, a lot of business owners, what they do is, the mistake they do is they start with 
about me and my business and my product. They start bragging about their product. This is this is the worst mistake you can make because the customer on the other end, they're like, who cares, really? Even if you are the best person at that point, they're like, I really want you to solve my problem. And that sometimes goes into your, um, how you lay out your websites. Every website, when you land on, you talk about your product, just your product. Again, who cares? I'm sorry, we're a little bit blunt, but we want to save you some time and, and, and some tears. Just talk about what exactly you're solving, what problem you're solving. Anna and I listened in on a webinar this morning and some very good speakers on a particular type of business that we were listening about, but we both agreed afterwards. One of the speakers spent all of the time talking about the product that they could deliver to us to help our business be better. I, I went there to learn not to be sold a product and we both got turned off by the whole presentation because they were all in, they were in pitch mode the whole way through instead of a teaching mode. So listen closely, ask the questions you need to ask, Keep in mind that you're really investing in this prospective customer. And that means you could take a bit of time. Investments are, are time driven, if you will, more than, more than just a few seconds or a few minutes. Uh, it's only natural to want to lead, as Anna said, to explain, to cut to the chase, as we say. Uh, but your prospective customer wants to know that uh, you're helping them uncover what their challenge is. And in fact, I've learned the hard way, I will admit, that sometimes I have to ask that prospective customer, tell me again the challenge you're facing, and I have to do it by rule of three times. Because every time the words get a little more refined, a little sharper, and they're really learning how to express the challenge they're facing or the, the job they're trying to do a little more clearly. And then if I've got something I can offer, I'm in a much better position to explain why what I have would be of value to them. And during that time, you will learn uh, what kind of even words the customers are using. Like Michael, you mentioned before, when you do your pitch, it has to be very, very clear and simple to be understood by your grandmother. Yes. So, and because we, we tend to be very technical as a business owners because we know our stuff and we want to make sure that people know that we know our stuff, but they don't think that way. Their mind is um, on a different wave so as soon as you get technical with them, they turn, that turns them off because they will, they assume, hey, this person thinks I'm stupid and things like that. And, and they don't even understand. Yeah. It's such a good point. Uh, it really is that uh, we use our jargon and we're comfortable with our jargon and it means a lot to us. It doesn't to someone who's unfamiliar with what we're doing. Another point that hits me too is that uh, there's two ways to show passion. One is to come in and sell, sell, sell. Uh, another is to listen carefully and understand what that other person needs. And then you can show the passion for their struggle. And that's a different kind of passion. And when you then say, I, I think I might be able to help with that. Here's what I think I could do. Your passion is showing, but it's in a very different form. It's not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab you as a customer no, no matter what. It's, I really want to help you. I've listened carefully and I want to help. And think long-term. All these advice we're giving you, you have to think about building a relationship, building your network. Think long-term with this client because the client evolves. 
So you may have to modify your product also to make sure that you satisfy their future needs. Or sometimes you may anticipate their future needs and you may come up and say, hey, this is what we think will solve or even better what your current process in this way, your client accepts you as advisor. And not only he will buy this next product or services from you, but he will start referring. He will be your advocate. So um, Michael mentioned at the beginning, think long-term, but you have to think about holistically of this sales process. This is not one car sold transactional and be done like the old salesman mentality. You're really building that customer base who then becomes your marketing base, as you've just said, all it becomes your marketing base because they're the ones who refer you because they've dealt with you enough to have trust and to want to tell their best friend, yeah, go, go work with so-and-so. He's good. I've been there. And guess what? You're saving a lot of money on marketing. Yeah, you are. In fact, people will listen to their friends rather than your, uh, your ad. So think about that. (laughs) Michael, let's recap our conversation today for our listeners. Mm -hmm. All right, we're talking about building the customer base and that's a long-term process. So you have to invest some time. You need to understand what, uh, what their challenge is, what they need and how they're gonna measure whether uh, the solution to that problem is a success. You're only gonna learn that by asking lots of questions, by engaging in a conversation, even to some extent brainstorming around that problem, but you're letting them lead, you're not leading. So you're staying out of the selling process right now. You're just building an understanding. Uh, Your customer is going to get excited by listening to you ask them questions. Everybody likes to talk about their business. So ask the inquisitive questions. Uh, Keep working to understand. I I use the rule of uh, asking three times, what is it that you're really struggling with here? Because they refine it even as they talk to you. They try to get sharper at it, and that helps you. When you ask these questions, think about the fact that it also keeps you very relaxed because you're not thinking of answers. You're just asking questions. And that keeps you from getting into that high pressure. I got to sell this right away. I got to lead the conversation. No, in this case, you're letting them lead the conversation. Uh, So think long-term, think of it as an investment uh, and have fun working with them to solve their problem. And then you can show passion. I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. I'm, of course, Anna Steinfest, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Michael Troyer. Keep watching us at Lessons in Success. This podcast was brought to you by the Green Bay Packers Mentor-Protege Program and the Digital Department of Northeast Wisconsin Technical College.